The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. Yes, sir. We are back here with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And we're talking NFL totals for week eight. So, you know, I got my guy Scott Studio Rice with me. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Good to be back. I'm trying to remember if this is week eight or week nine. But either no, week way, nine. yeah, we're about halfway through the year. Uh, been so far a good football season for us, uh, but yeah, week nine, a lot of interesting matchups. Hopefully they turn into a lot of profitable matchups for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Last week, uh, try to remember what we had, what we had last week. I had the under in the Ravens and uh, what was that? Bucks, Bucks game. game. That, that, that that's got a heartbreaker. Yeah. Oh, wait, it missed. Wait, you missed? You about the full game under or you had a team total? A full game under. Oh, that loss because you had the Julio a, touchdown at the end. Oh, that, and it did go. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah, that was a brutal beat, by the way, for that under because there was no yeah. reason to go for it on fourth and goal, but they did. Yeah, no fucking reason. Oh shit, I didn't even realize that. I missed that it, that homecoming. I, I missed that. I thought we cashed that pretty easily. All right, I thought we got a bigger number than forty six and a half. Hmm. I thought we had like 49, 40, 49 and a half. All right. Uh, and what else did I had? Oh, yeah, and I had the team total under for the Panthers. That was bad. That game, it, it looked good in the beginning. It looked like we had we had an under game in the beginning, and then the second half scoring just went out of this world for that entire game. Ended up going to overtime. Crazy game there. Well, if you think you're if you think that bet was bad, I had the Falcons team total under. So that wasn't good either. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, that was a crazy game in itself. Uh, but I don't even remember what the hell my full game total was. I'm trying to remember what the hell I had. Um, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember either. Can't be good if I don't remember it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, um, doesn't sound doesn't sound good. But if we look back, we had it might have been the under in the 49ers game, which which also lost. I think maybe I don't know. Whatever. About eight unders last week, so unders still doing pretty good for the season. Just picked the wrong one. Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and just go straight into the action. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night traveling to Houston to play the Houston Texans. Minus 13 on a Thursday night for the Philadelphia Eagles. 44 is the total. Looking here, they're playing in a, in a dome, so you don't have to worry about weather there. And early injury report says that 
Kenyon Green, offensive lineman, is questionable. Rasheen Green. Rasheen Green is questionable with a knee injury. He's defensive lineman. Another offensive lineman, Justin McCray, questionable with a hand injury. Then you have Malik Collins, AJ Can, Nico Collins, all out. I swear everybody on this team has the same name. And nothing for Philadelphia Eagles side. So 44 Thursday night. We know prime time. Thursday night unders. What you doing? I'm on the under anyway. I feel you make a case that Philly could score 35 here, and I wouldn't exactly argue with you. Defensively, though, this Houston team isn't atrocious. They're not good. Don't get me wrong, but I think they're a little bit better than people immediately think. It's mostly based on the fact that I don't think Houston's going to move the ball. We know that Tennessee's pass defense is atrocious, and yet Mills could not move the ball until garbage time. Uh, They were disastrous. The Raiders defensively, also not very good. They only scored 20 points, scored 13 points against Jacksonville. That defense sucks. So I'm going with the under because I do think that Philly is going to do what good teams do, which is take an early lead, probably coast, and end up winning the game comfortably. But I do think this total is a bit high because I don't think Houston does much. Philly, luckily, is a home game against the Commanders the week after. So they don't exactly have a big game to look ahead to. But I am going to go with the... It's still a divisional game. It's, it's a division game, and I'm game. saying it's not the Giants or Cowboys, so there's no yeah, direct right. standings implications. But Philly's allowed less than 18 points in each of the last three games. I think Houston probably scores 10 to 13 here. I'm going to go with the under. I think the Texans really dragged this total down. Yeah, I don't disagree with you about uh, Davis Mills and that Houston Texans offense and just scoring a lot of points. But I actually think Houston covers this game and makes this a close one on a Thursday night where Philly really nothing really to look forward to going on the road on a Thursday night here. It's an easy letdown spot for them. But I I just think if Houston makes this close, then this is going to be an under game. It's going to be like a 17-10 type of game, as you were saying. I think this is another one of those ugly Thursday night games. People probably think that, hey, well, maybe if we don't take it over, we take Philly team total over or we, you know, find different ways of just basically trying to back and over. And I'm like, no, this is probably going to be another ugly, ugly game on a Thursday night, short week. Whip travel for the better team. Like, this would be different if it was in Philly, but this is whip travel for the better team. So I can just expect them to play down. And I don't think Houston is going to play up. So, yeah, give me an under here. That's pretty easy. Yeah, I agree. All right. Before we get into the next game to slate, got to talk to you about win bet and there. Bet $100. Get a $100 promotion where a $100 bet qualifies you for a $100 free bet. And I told you all the states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, and so much to come in the future as sports betting becomes more nationwide. Look, you also have win bet win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. You can get the marquee games at better odds than anybody else. So much choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash win bet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Off subject, change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get into the next game of the slate. Sunday, 1 p.m. on the East Coast, we have the Miami Dolphins traveling to the Chicago Bears. Dolphins laying five 
44 is the total. And let's see, weather report here for Soldier Field. Looks like about 12 mile per hour winds, clear sky, 60 degrees. It's windy in Chicago. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> Tanner Connors, questionable with a knee injury. River, uh, what was it? River Crackcraft. I don't even know how to say his name. He's out with the neck injury. Xavier Howard's questionable with a groin injury. You have Thomas Morstead, the punter, is questionable with an illness. That's going to be interesting. And then Larry Boram, offensive lineman for Chicago, is out with a concussion. I'm on the over. Hmm. I feel like the Bears went from dead under team to dead over team in the span of two weeks. But offensively, they've actually been okay. They moved yeah. the ball at will against New England. They moved the ball pretty well against Dallas. Defensively, they were atrocious. They let Dallas go up and down the field the entire game. And Tua, yes, they were against the Lions, and the Lions secondary is so bad, they fired the secondary coach yesterday. I think that Miami will move the ball because Chicago's defense has shown me nothing. They also just traded Roquan to the Ravens, so they lost their best defensive player or yeah. one of their best defensive players. And Miami's defense I don't think is great either. Give me the over. I know that there's wind involved, but I don't think there's anything to like about Chicago's defense right now because Roquan just got traded. I'm on the over. Uh, hmm. And everybody is on. It looks like a lot of people are on this over, but I'm not. They got 49, they got 49 points to Dallas. Like that. That's rough. Yeah, no, I get it. That's rough. And they definitely, you know, past two weeks been a lot of scoring for them. And especially losing Roquan. Um, I mean, I guess the, the Roquan loss really is huge. Yeah. I, and let's not, they traded Robert Quinn, who, like, they've been getting people yeah. out of there. And, and it's so, all on defense. They're just blowing up the entire defense. Eddie Jackson's still there. I'm not sure for how much longer, but still. It feels, it feels like a very chalky play, though. This feels very, very chalky. But I mean, just the defense, I expect the defense to be down. Miami's actually been a pretty decent run defending team this year so you could have some issues from chicago there to move the ball and maybe they maybe they do attack from the air this game like maybe they say hey we can't run the ball on them we have darnell movie we have some of these playmakers that justin Fields has found a way to get the ball to in the past couple weeks so let's use them um and we know how the dolphins get down all right i'll back and over 44 i don't really like it it feels feels really chalky but i'll back and over here all right, next game on the slate, we have the Los Angeles Chargers coming off of the bye to play the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Minus three on the road for the Chargers. 49 and a half is the total. 91% of the bets, 99% of the money is on the over to start this week. I don't have an injury report here. Chargers are missing everybody. I mean, the defense is shot. They lost Jackson as well, who's out for the year. Their offensive line's in shambles. Mike Williams is injured. Keenan should be back, so at least they got that going for him. And Eckler's still healthy. But their offensive line's destroyed the smithereens. Mike Williams is probably going to be out for a month. There's a lot not to like about the Chargers right now. But I guess mm. the silver lining is they're equally injured on offense and defense. So at least they're consistent. But no, they're, <laughs> it's really just an infirmary with that team. It's a disaster for the injury report. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out a reason why not to back all the money on over here. 
The only reason I could think is if Atlanta takes up a bunch of time off the clock with the running game, but the Chargers are god-awful against the run. And Atlanta's I mean, giving that, up the most... That surely means they can really get whatever they want. Like. But Atlanta's giving up the most passing yards per game in the league. Like, both teams offensively should excel in what the defense struggles at stopping. So I think I have to like the over. But if, I, if we talk about the secondary, and while I don't think that A.J. Terrell is like... Who also didn't know, play I, last week. There's no yeah. guarantee he plays in this game. I guess that's really what it is for me. If A.J. Terrell's not playing, then I like an over. But if he's playing, I like his ability to take a he- a hobbled Keenan Allen, who's probably coming back just because it's after the bye. He's really probably not even 100%, but it's just taking so long at this point. Mm-hmm. And after that, no Mike Williams. I mean, Austin Eckler, but, you know, if you can contain him you- or force them to just use him as a runner, and this becomes kind of less of a Mariota versus uh, Herbert, and this becomes more of an Eckler versus whoever Atlanta decides to trot out at running back. This could definitely go under. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna zig where they zag. I can see it in this just be- becoming more of a game on the ground. Like, why would you not attack the ground game if you're the Falcons? And if A.J. Terrell's there locking up your best player and you're kind of running rolling out there with Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, I would rather use Austin Eckler in the intermediate passing game and running the ball just to get some to keep the chains moving. So yeah, give me an under here. I'll go under 49 and a half. I think it's very, very close, but I'll take the two extra points of value. And uh, to also mention some other injuries, I talked about how Keenan Allen should be back in the lineup. Mike Williams is out. Uh, Joshua Palmer had a concussion before the bye week. No guarantee he plays. Uh, Jalen Guyton hurt his knee. He's done for the season. Uh, so a lot of wide receivers that they were hoping to rely on are not exactly available. What I will say is that I was on Twitter and I was in a Twitter spaces with Austin Eckler and I asked him a question. I said, Hey, you know, what's like, what goes through you and the team's mind? Like, how do you, you know, handle this bye week with the new uh, CBA and the fact that you can't do some things that you probably could do? Like, what is the bye week for you? And he was like, honestly, it's literally what it is a time to chill. Like we're Mm -hmm. not, we're we're not out here like trying to extra game plan or anything or like we're we're just cleaning the house doing some off the field like he has a podcast he does off the field he was doing some stuff with that like it was just the time to relax so i i think that this offense could be a little slower off the rip like i think it could mm-hmm. be a little slower not saying that it's going to be bad or not completely able to put up points but I don't think that you're just going to come out and have freaking 50-yard, 60-yard touchdowns from, you know, bombs from Justin Herbert or anything like that. So that just leads me to think this is probably close, but it probably goes to an under. Give me like a, what, like a 28-17? Does that do it? I think that does it. Could be. Uh, That that would go under. I mean, you could end up looking at even a closer game like that. You could look for like 24-20. Yeah. 27, 20. Yeah, I think it's I think it's under. something around there. I don't think it's like I don't think anybody gets into the 30s. The right. Chargers are missing so many people on offense. Yeah, it's really bad. They're missing everybody. Like just everybody. The whole team. Besides Eckler and I guess Gerald Everett. And even Herbert's still been playing through broken ribs. I do hate that they're missing so many people because it's taking away of how bad of a coach Brandon Staley actually it is. is. It's the excuse and so, built in. Yeah. And now like because I, I had him 66 to 1 to be the first coach fired. We knew that like that didn't work cool, 
But like next coach fired is still pretty high. And I'm just like, dog, he's like, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not laying three on the road with charges, by the way. I like uh, the Falcons in general. <laughs> Buffalo Bills are traveling to play the New York Jets in a divisional matchup. 47 and a half is the total. This is a huge spread. 12 and a half is spread. Going here, looking at what we can look forward to to MetLife, about nine to 10 mile per hour wind, 75 degrees overcast. Corey Davis out for the Jets. Maybe they'll use uh, some guy named Elijah Moore. Maybe, maybe not. Dwayne Brown, questionable. And Tawan Jones is also questionable running back for Buffalo. So, y'all had a bye last week? No, we lost to the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Which which I made money on. I had the Jets team total under in that one. I mean, I'm going to let you go. I'm on the under. Uh, the Jets, I think, are just a dead under team from this point forward. Now, the issue is Buffalo is a lunatic, just a ridiculous team, and they could score 40 at any time. Zach Wilson is so bad. Yeah. So bad. And I that was the main reason why I ended up taking a team total under on the Jets. It was because with Brees Hall being out and Vera Tucker being out and Corey Davis being out, I had zero faith in Zach Wilson to do anything against New England's defense, and mm-hmm. he had three brutal interceptions, and the entire offense fell apart after the first quarter. So I don't think the Jets do anything in this game. I think this game could finish realistically like 34-10, to 10, and I would not be surprised at all if that's how it plays out. I'm on the under because I do think Buffalo's going to treat this game like they treated the second half against Green Bay. They go up by a lot of points. Who gives a damn? They'll drain clock, and they'll get out of there. So I'm going with the under. Buffalo should win this game. They should win it comfortably. I do think they call off the dogs because I think we all agree from that Sunday night game. Buffalo did not give a damn about that entire second half. They Mm -hmm. didn't care at all. I think you're going to see a similar story here. Give me the under. The Jets offense might be a dead team total under moving forward because Zach Wilson is really, really bad, and they're going to have to find a new quarterback. Yeah. I I just don't think it's working for Wilson. I like Flacco better. I think Flacco was just protecting the ball. I, I said more before the, the season, games. if you had a Jets win total over, you wanted Flacco behind center, and he stole you that game against Cleveland. But Wilson won a couple games in a row. He had like less than a like 120 passing yards in two straight games because they purposefully did not throw the ball because they think he's bad. <laughs> and now you kind of have to throw it because your ground game's broken. James Robinson, James Robinson should have a bigger role in this game. But I, I the Jets are going to contribute nothing. Wilson's really bad. And now Tredavious White's also coming back off of the injury reserve. So Buffalo is getting a two-time Pro Bowler back, which is crazy. Von Miller should dominate in the defensive line. I am going to go with the under. I'm not going to spend much time on it. Luckily, if you had that over, they have five wins already. You just need one more rest yep. of the season. I think they'll get at least one more. I'm just saying that Wilson wasn't yeah, exactly no, no, no. the reason why they won a couple games in a row. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. Under, I think Buffalo. One possible, I wouldn't say plays down, but I think that the defense plays up to Buffalo. I'll say that. I'm really excited to see what Sauce Gartner does against those Buffalo wide receivers. So I'm mm-hmm. going to be watching this game. All right. Also, it's a division game. <laughs> yep. Divisional unders. Minnesota Vikings traveling on the road to play the Washington Commanders in a homecoming for Kirk Cousins yet again. You like that? 
43 and a half is the total. Let's see here. Weather report, eight mile per hour wind, 76 overcast for DC. We have Dwami Brown out, Cole Holcomb out, uh, and Jonathan Bullard for Minnesota out. No, questionable. Sorry, he's questionable. Let's see. 43 and a half. Let's tick down a bit from 44 and a half. I don't know what to think of Washington for totals. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Minnesota's mostly an over team. I don't mm. know what the hell Washington is. Uh, Do you? I don't know what they are. I mean, here we are. We have Taylor Heineke as a home dog again. It kind of just tells me to just take the over again. Does does Minnesota really have a I don't think Minnesota has a dud on the road. Uh but this could actually go. No, no, no. So I mean they had a 60 what, point game against Arizona and Heineke can actually throw it a little bit. Yeah, and Washington Washington's defense has been better lately though. So the question is can they generate pressure on Cousins? And that's really what it's going to be if they get the pressure to him and mm, This one's really a coin flip for me. It is. It is. It's, I'm trying to decide, do I trust Kirk Cousins to be able to go off with it, with the return to Washington in this game? You know what? Screw it. I'll lean to the under. Uh, I'm going to hope that Washington can generate a couple of really long six or seven minute drives that can just eat up a bunch of clock. And Minnesota can potentially do the same thing. If you eliminate any over the top stuff to Jefferson and you force Cousins to methodically lead them down the field, might have a lot of time coming off the clock, but once again, this I'm not going to spend much time on this game because I don't have a strong opinion either way. So I'll yeah. lean under. There's a 0% chance I bet on this game. Give me an under, but give me Washington's team total over. It's okay. like 19 and a half. That's a little short. For yeah. Team. yeah, and like I said, I think Taylor Heineke is a lot, lot better at home, especially as a home dog. So I'm just going to do what I did last time and continue to back Taylor Heineke as a home dog. So give me their Washington team total over. Mm-hmm. But I'll go under for the game. All right. Indianapolis Colts are playing the New England Patriots in Foxborough. 39 and a half is the line for this game. 41 is what it opened at. Is dropped to 39 and a half. Weather report we have... 12 mile per hour winds, 74 degrees. Injury report looking at Grant Stewart for the Colts is out. Kenny Moore, the second, is questionable to finger injury. Doesn't David matter. Andrews. This, this team sucks. David Andrews, the center, is out with concussion. Kyle Duggar is out with an ankle injury. And Adrian Phillips is questionable with a shoulder injury. I'm on the under. Ellinger showed me. Nothing really last week against Washington. He didn't screw the game up. I'll give him Mm -hmm. that. But I don't think he's good. And there's a reason why he's been a backup for several years. And the only action he got was in preseason. It's because he's not very good. And the Colts want to experiment a little bit. The issue is they still can't run the ball. Taylor had a mediocre game against Washington. He wasn't great by any means. And even though New England beat the Jets... I really thought Mac Jones looked horrible for a decent portion of the game. He should have had two interceptions. One was a pick six. It got overturned because of a rough in the passer penalty. 
Mm-hmm. So Jones's stat line should have been a lot worse than it actually was, but both teams want to run the ball. I think New England has no faith in Mac Jones right now, and I think the Colts have no faith in Ellinger right now. And with wind, I expect a lot of running clock, a lot of field goal attempts. I think Folk attempted five field goals last week, so the red zone offense wasn't great for New England. I'm on the under. I know it's ugly, but the Colts just had a 17-16 game in a dome against Washington. I'm on the under. I think that one of these teams might not reach 14, so I'm going to go with the under. It is low, though, but the wind is kind of the extra piece there, which should incentivize both teams to drain a lot of clock. So you don't think that New England can score? I think they can. I just think that from what I saw, Mac Jones is very susceptible to making a lot of dumb decisions, and I'm sure Belichick realizes that. I think that New England's game planning offensively is really to give Mac Jones the easiest reads possible because they really don't trust his decision-making. I think both teams are going to run the damn ball. That's kind of my expectations for the actual game plan. Yeah, I just... I think it is that, low, though. It I is think low. with Ellinger, and he's not a rookie quarterback, but it's like this is his first game action. Like, mm-hmm. you know, well, last week was his first game action. But, of course, these first couple of games. Belichick's going to give him the ringer. Like, I think there could be a defensive touchdown in this game. I'm oh, actually, there could be. I'm actually betting on a, on a Patriots defensive touchdown. And so that can really fuck up a, a under, especially with a low total. But do you want to take an over relying on a defensive touchdown? Like, that's the problem. Yeah, no. I guess I got it. I like I'll ask you, I'll ask you this. Under. Do you think the Colts score two touchdowns in this game? No, I don't. That's why I like Indianapolis team. So I that's like how it. I feel. So I it's think sitting you're at 16 at, and a half. I think in, this game really might just end 23 10. New England says, all right, nice win. Let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Under. I like Colts team total under better, but under. I agree. <laughs> Green Bay Packers are playing a divisional matchup at the Detroit Lions. 49 and a half is the total ticked up from 49. Did you get a phone call from Green Bay to play wide receiver? Yeah, I did actually. Okay. And I'm about to pack up my stuff after this show and get up there. So, you know. Tell everybody bet bet twelve from junior anytime touchdown at I think I'm at plus first time touchdown scores like ninety to one. I ain't I ain't gonna I ain't gonna come out there and be first touchdown because everybody's gonna have me down for first touchdown. Mm-hmm. They just brought me in like, like people are gonna play that angle, so I'm not gonna do that. But I'm gonna come in and get the second touchdown of the game. So you know a little inside trade for y'all. Mm-hmm. But aside from me, some people that are not playing in this game, Alan Lazard, who is not playing in this game. Is he officially out for this game, or he just missed the Buffalo game? Because I know that his shoulder was bothering him. I was joking about, of course, you joining the team, but Cobb's hurt. Shocker, Sammy Watkins got injured again. I can't believe it. He's been back for like two games after coming back from the IR. Lazard didn't play last week. They really only have Watson, who got a concussion, I believe, in the Buffalo game. And Dobbs. Yep. That's it. That's the only receivers they have, unless they promote a couple of practice squad guys. So their awful wide receiver room somehow got even worse. Very much so. It just means it's Aaron Jones season. Uh, It is in a lot of Dobbs. Like yep. any type of player prop on Dobbs, because if they're going to throw the ball at all against this awful secondary, it's got to be one guy. Shoot, they might have Dylan just sit in the backfield and, and Air Jones split out wide. Like it's not a really... bad idea. Take the Tunyon props, like just make stuff up as yeah. you go. 
Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. All right. Uh, who else is out? Shamar Jerome Carl's Charles, the cornerback, he's out. Elton Jenkins, questionable, Rashawn Gary, questionable, uh, Jonah Jackson, questionable, Chase Lucas, Deshaun Elliott, and Mike Hughes all out for the Detroit Lions. Detroit's offense has been bad recently. That's okay against Miami. I mean, they had a bye. They got Swift back. They kind of straightened it out a little yeah. bit. It wasn't great, but it was better than what it was before the bye. Yeah, it went, yeah, but... I think I'm leaning over. This feels like a spot where everyone's going to take the under because Green Bay's receivers are dead. And, and, it's, and it's a divisional matchup. It's a division matchup too, but it's in a dome. Detroit's been in a bunch of high-scoring games all year. Green Bay is in desperation territory, and Rodgers always kills Detroit. It was really just watching Detroit make Tua look like Steve Young, and there was <laughs> nothing they could do about it for the entire game. Like, Hill had 140 yards in the first half. Yeah, Waddle ended up with 106. They couldn't stop anything. Yeah. Like, I know Green Bay doesn't have weapons, but... This secondary, I know you fired the secondary coach. Congrats. Your team's just not very talented. I think I'm going to go with the over because I think Detroit can actually move the ball offensively. And Green Bay, I think, can potentially move the ball against Detroit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lean for some crazy game in Ford Field because that's what we get with Dan Campbell as head coach. Give me an over. Give me some type of 28 or 27 to 24 game. Like a barely goes over the total game. I'll tell you what, I know what a, I can tell you, I know exactly. This is why I'm on over because I know Dan Campbell. He's going to have a fake punt, fake field goal, fake something. We'll go something for some surprise teams. on. It's going to be some surprise some, on special teams yeah. or anything like that. Probably going down to attempt on fourth and five and they'll yeah, get it on. Like some it's going to be something, something because it's Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers and they're having a down year. Yeah. And you are not going to miss a chance where you can potentially beat them at home. And I don't even. When is the last time they beat them at home? Let me let me look. When's the last time they beat them at home? Was it last year? I don't it was think last so. Year. It was last year. They beat them last year at yeah. home. Yeah, last game of the season. It, they probably didn't play anybody. Green Bay probably didn't play anybody. I think they. I think yeah, they that was Rodgers for like a quarter. Was that Jordan Love? They brought in Jordan Love at the end of the game. Yeah, Rodgers. See, like a you quarter. beat Jordan Love, you didn't beat Rodgers. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I think that they're going to do something crazy and it's going to add an unnecessary score to this total that nobody was probably looking for. And then we're still on Jericho sucks island, to be honest. Detroit's and, losing down the stretch. They'll go forward on fourth and eight at their own 25. And it's just a three points the other way right before the end of the game. Goff but, is not great, but no, he, he's not afraid to take shots for better or worse. So my thing is, when I looked at this record, I didn't realize that they were one in six. And I forgot that, oh, man, this is just like somewhat of an entertaining team to watch, but it doesn't translate to wins. Like, I was like, yeah, they did lose a bunch of their best games this season. Mm -hmm. I, arguably the best game they had this season, they lost. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, give me give me the over in this one. I know it's a divisional game, but this just feels like something crazy is going to happen. Detroit is going to try to push this game as far as they can to try to catch Rogers slipping in off year. But yeah, I think that's about it. Just, also uh, green Bay is terrible against the run. And now Detroit has swift and Williams healthy. Yep. So I, I think that both teams are going to move it. All right. 
Next game of the slate, we have the Las Vegas Raiders going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minus one and a half for the Raiders. 47 and a half is the total ticked up from 47. 74% of the bets, 91% of the money is on that over. I'm not going to be one of those people. We have 10, 11 mile per hour winds in Jacksonville, 76 degrees, partly cloudy. Darren Waller, well, he's ruled out week eight, could be ruled out again for this week. Jonathan Abram, Divine Diablo, Tashawn Bauer, DJ Turner, all questionable for the Raiders. And we have Jamal Agnew, Tyson Campbell, and Adam Gotasis, who are all in active week eight. They could be inactive again this week. My, my yeah, I don't know where I don't know why everybody's backing it over. Maybe it's because the defenses suck, but these offenses are terrible. They want a bounce back spot for the Raiders because they got embarrassed by scoring no points. But I'm just going to repeat it again. Lattimore didn't even play. Like you couldn't cross midfield for the entire game until the final drive against a defense with no Lattimore, and that gave up 40 points and change to the Cardinals. I know there were a couple pick sixes there, but Arizona still moved the ball. Yeah, This Saints defense was garbage, and you did nothing. Devonta Adams had three damn yards, and they were missing their top corner. I can't take an over here. Jaguars also traveling back from London. There's some jet lag involved. I'm on the under. Yeah, so... Uh, and it's them coming... It's either... Because they played that in New Orleans, so they probably... Flew, well, knowing them, they probably flew back, so they're flying back over to the East Coast for this game. Yeah, no. I mean, I if I'm you or if I'm what I'm going to do, let me just say what I'm going to do. I'm going to just wait and let this total climb. Maybe we can mm-hmm. get it to 48, 48 and a half. Just let this total climb as more and more over money come in. And then I'll take the under because I don't. I mean, yes, yes, the Jags are better at home. But again, jet lag over, you know, they're another team who opts not to have the buy after the London game. Also, and if so, I'm gonna if I'm gonna roast Zach Zach Wilson for being bad, I gotta roast Trevor Lawrence because he's yeah. been atrocious. So you're looking at a quarterback you don't really like, and even with ETN going for 150 and change, you still only scored 17 points against Denver. I just think there's too much that can go wrong for an over bet here. Also, yeah, the Raiders are not good at finishing drives. Yeah, no, I'm I can't. I can't do it. It's funny that quarterback class. Justin Fields is actually really the best quarterback in that class. But you can argue Matt don't Jones, use him, but it's not good. They don't use Justin Fields right. If they, if Justin Fields was in a competent, competent coach, competent offense, he would easily be the best quarterback in that. That class. 2021 draft class, though, for quarterbacks is an all time inept quarterback class. Like that's really bad. All right. Yeah, we're on the under. Everybody's going to tell you to bet over. You're going to go and you're going to listen to other podcasts, or other yeah. people. They're probably going to tell you to bet over. This is this is going under. This feels like the yeah. spot where they where people are going trying to get the million dollar lineup, and it's not there. It's not in this game. So, in the All words right. of in the words of Shaggy, it wasn't me. I'm not on the over. <laughs> Give me the under. Carolina Panthers are going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Have we agreed in every single game? Uh, I don't know. I think so. I think could be. I don't know. Carolina Panthers are going to play this Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's laying a big number, minus seven. 43 and it was a eight half. Last, it was eight last night. 
Really, 43 and a half for the Carolina for the total. Uh, what's going on in Cincinnati? Well, they got killed last Five night. Per mile hour winds, 67 degrees, clear. And yeah, Eli Alpful, Eli Apple doubtful, Stanley Morgan Jr. out. You know about Jamar Chase. Chuba Hubbard was out for week eight, could be out again. Justin Burris and they didn't they didn't need Hubbard anyway because four yeah, they went, didn't. four men went nuts. <laughs> uh Marquise Haynes, both questionable. It's very tricky because the Bengals last week at least became a dead under team with Chase being out and the offensive line being terrible. Carolina went from a dead under team to the craziest over game you've ever seen. And you kind of got to meet in the middle now. Cincinnati's but, due. Cincinnati's offense is due for a good showing at home. I'm happy we're going to disagree because I'm on the under. Really? I have serious doubts about that Bengals offensive line. It's really? just an absolute train wreck. And even if Chase was playing yesterday, I still think they would have gotten buried because Burrow was just getting absolutely smashed the entire game. And Carolina's off defensive line, not terrible. They still have Burns. I don't know why they didn't trade him. Apparently the Rams offered two first-round picks, and Carolina said no. But P.J. Walker was very good against a pass defense. That's the worst pass defense in the league. Cincinnati, I think, will play better. They got embarrassed on Monday night against Cleveland. I'm going to lean under just because I'm expecting some regression from P.J. Walker, and I really don't like this Cincinnati offensive line. So I'll lean under, but you can make your case for the over. Uh, uh, you, made good, you made a good That point. offensive line just was point, traumatizing but... to watch. That was painful yesterday. How much do I think Cincinnati gets right? I just feel like this is a better spot. This just feels like the good spot for Cincinnati to kind of turn things around and, you know, start moving on with life without Jamar Chase for a little bit, especially just Joe Burrow not relying on Jamar Chase as a crutch. And I was on the the Browns last night because I felt like he was doing that in a lot of his games where mm-hmm. – the play really wasn't there, but he had Jamar Chase, and it was just like they have a connection. Go get it. It's he been also, a long he time. He also just can't beat Cleveland. He's 0 for yeah. and uh, Taylor, I believe, <clears throat> is 0 in. What the hell is he against Stefanski? 0 in four now. 0 in five now. It's McVay mm-hmm. versus Shanahan Jr. Like he yeah, just can't just, beat Stefanski. Yeah, I just think that that's why I was on him. I felt like he was using him as a crutch, and it's so it was so different from how they played before they got Jamar Chase to how they play now. Mm-hmm. And so now I think the difference is Joe Burrow's a little bit older, a little more experienced. He realizes that, dang, like I was looking for Jamar Chase in that game against the Browns. I got to stop looking for him. I got T. Higgins. I got Tyler Boyd. I got Hayden Hurst. I got to start using those guys instead of trying to make one of them, you know, make a Jamar Chase play. And so I really think that this Cincinnati offense, I'll actually take a Cincinnati team to the over. I think that this is the bounce back week for them. The this is the week after the week that they didn't have Jamar Chase anymore. And this offense turns it around, just finds a way to click against Carolina, who has a pretty solid defense. But I just – I don't think that they're very well coached at all. I really try to give Steve Wilkes a chance, but um, – It wasn't his I'm fault not that certain. they called the penalty on DJ Moore. In his defense, he wasn't technically on the field. I thought it was No, he wasn't. Call. That was a bad call. That was a call. terrible call. I'm not saying he would have made the extra point anyway because he shanked the field goal in overtime anyway, but still. That was wrong. I'm, I'm gonna just call it. Um, 
I really don't. I'm going to call over just to be different, and we disagree well, on Well, one, you like the I, team total over anyway. So yeah, I like sense. the team total over for Cincinnati. I think this is a bounce-back week for their offense. I'll just lean under because Cincinnati, it looked like Burrow wasn't even looking downfield. He just kept <laughs> checking the ball off the entire time, and it wasn't even yeah. his fault. Yeah, it just seemed like to... Cincinnati was doing whatever they could to get the ball out of Burrow's hands as quickly as possible, and they were just eating a bunch of clock because they couldn't generate any big plays. So I'm going to lean under for that reason. All right, next game, we have these Seattle Seahawks playing the Arizona Cardinals. Divisional game, minus two for the Cardinals. 50 and a half is the total. Came up a point and a half from 49. I do want to ask you, though, before you actually read the injury report, how much stock do you put into the way that the first meeting in the season played out when you're preparing for the second meeting? I think that... It's more of like a, I think it's for the losing team. It's like a mulligan. It's like a mulligan because ultimately the scouting report probably doesn't change at all. I was it's wondering because Arizona didn't score a touchdown in the first meeting. So that's yeah, why I'm it's like it up. the scouting report doesn't really change. It's just more of correcting where you went wrong. So it, and especially in divisional matchups, it's probably something that you didn't execute on or you didn't do right that you're fixing because the information that you have and you know the adjustments that you've seen, yeah, you're going to make adjustments to their adjustments, but ultimately it's more of you getting yourself back right. And so that's why I do think that Arizona offense is probably going to have a little bit of a better day. I don't like that they're at home because Arizona sucks at home, but it's so much money on Seattle. It's insane for good reason. And, you know. I like the over too, or at least I like the over. I was just asking because, of course, the first game was a rock fight where Arizona had a defensive touchdown, finished with nine points. But the fact that the first meeting landed 28, and this game has a total of 50 and a half, it seems like a blind overplay to me. And Hopkins is healthy. And that's really what it is. Like, Hopkins is healthy. And I feel feel like that can – That one-handed grab he had, though, for a touchdown? Yeah, yeah, man. Hopkins is like one of the leading receivers since he's come back from that. I think he is the leading receiver since he came back. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going under, though. 50 and a half is too much for a division game with the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Cardinals at home. Offense just plays down at home. Don't know why. It's a little bit too much. I agree that it's going to be a lot more points scored. Is it going to get to the tune of 50? I don't think so. I'm going under. I'm going to go with the over because of how absurdly high this total is for – the second meeting when the first one landed 28 Hopkins being back is going to be huge. I don't think Seattle can cover him and Arizona's defense was good. Then they had the bye and they gave up 34 points to Minnesota. I just see points and it's also going to be in a dome, which helps. So weather's not a factor here, but I am going to lean to the over just because I do think it's fascinating. A game that flew under in the first meeting mm-hmm. has a total that is close to double what the final score was in the first meeting. Mm-hmm. That seems very interesting. I can't remember a time that I've seen that before, or at least just I'm sure it's happened. I just can't remember it. I'm going to lean to the over. Give me a bunch of deep passes by Geno Smith. Let's go. Let's air it out a little bit. <laughs> Love it. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Minus three for the Buccaneers. 42 and a half is the total. 69% of the bets. 96% of the money on the under in this game. The Rams are so bad. Nine per mile, nine mile per hour wins. 
the both teams uh, are bad offensively, 40, but the Rams, eighty-two degrees. The Rams, like, oh god, that offense is terrible. That is such a bad unit. <sighs> yeah, I can't. I, I can't even make. I can't even make the case for an over. The only case I'd make for an over is that both teams are the two worst running teams in the league. So if you're expecting a bunch of pass attempts, maybe of a cup gets loose or whatever, or maybe Stafford throws three interceptions or something crazy and he had a defensive score. But it was off a bye, too. You were off a bye and you scored 14 points against the half-injured Niner secondary. Mm -hmm. It was rough. No, I don't trust either. I think that this is going to be an ugly game. This could be like a – you remember that Green Bay game early in the season where it was like 14-10? It could be yeah. just like this, and nothing happened the entire game. Tampa's extra under. prep time too because they played on Thursday. That's factored into the spread. But I really think the Rams are useless offensively when Cup isn't going for 130. They don't yeah. have anybody else. So I'm going to go with the under as well. I like the Rams team total under. I don't think they do anything in this game. But I will go with a – I see this game really finishing somewhere around like 23-17. Mm-hmm. Like a really ugly game. The Buccaneers find a way to win at home. But I don't think the Rams score 20 in this game. I'm not sure they reach 17. So I'm going to go on the yeah. under. All right. Tennessee Titans going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And what is maybe a grudge match? Minus 12 and a half for the the Chiefs. 46 and a half is the total. 67% of the bets and 71% of the money on the over in this game. But the total has ticked down a bit. It opened up at 47. Now it's at 46 and a half. Are we assuming that Willis is behind center? Or are we assuming that Tannehill is behind center? I have no idea. I have that's no that's idea. why I can't. Really I mean, it was just down. an illness. So he should be back, but I've also heard that once Malik Willis takes the job, it's like going to be his. So I, after what I saw against Houston, it's Tannehill's job when he comes back because Willis did not look good at all. He didn't need to. Yeah, it was, his, it was his first game on a short week. He found out he was being a starting quarterback. Like, oh, it was a bad spot. I'm yeah, just it saying, was a terrible spot. There's nothing him. that really showed that he overtook. Tannehill yeah. on the depth it wasn't chart. like when Joe Burrow when not Joe Burrow but when Justin Herbert came in in relief after they sabotaged Tyrod Taylor Tyrod, yeah. and they said oh no he looks the part like he was that good you, you yeah. couldn't bench him I Walker looked that bad not, not Walker sorry uh Willis looked that bad that you could argue he needs a lot more seasoning and they'll go back to the veteran when he's ready I think that's most likely what's going to happen Give me an under. Tennessee runs the ball the entire game. Kansas City likes to play down sometimes. and It's off a bye, though, so I'm not sure if they're going to play down, but still. Mm. Tennessee's blueprint against Kansas City is always run the ball and keep Mahomes off the field. That's yeah, always and, they, they've, and they've been pretty, at least in the regular season, pretty successful at doing that. Even in the playoffs, they were competitive in the AFC title game that one time. Yeah. They hung uh... around. I agree with you, though. I'm on the under. Tennessee could barely score against Houston. Now, the argument is, well, Tannehill's back. They can throw it, whatever. Do they have great weapons? No. Mm. Like, Derrick Henry just had 210 yards. They're going to run and they the had, And they scored, what, 17 points? That was 17 like, points to yeah. Derrick Henry. Yeah, this is under, man. Come on, man. I'm this on the is under. under. I, think yeah. if, I think if the Chiefs score it's prime 30, time. 
Let's say the Chiefs score 30. I think your under still might be good. Yes. And it's prime time. Yes, this is under. This is an under. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Baltimore Ravens going to play the New Orleans Saints on Monday night. Minus two and a half for the Ravens. 48 is the total tick down from 49. Uh, Primetime game. 66% of the bets is on the under. 89% of the money on the under. I like the under. Yeah. I don't. I think that getting Roquan was a really good move. Really, really I, good move. I don't know how much he's going to play. From what we've seen in the immediate week after trading for somebody, it was mostly offense. But uh, McCaffrey did nothing in his first game. James Robinson did nothing in his first game. Usually the first week is get me a playbook as fast as you can and try to remember some stuff. I don't think Roquan's going to play that much, in my opinion. He has a longer week because it's on Monday. But I don't think Roquan will be that involved. I, in think, my it'll opinion. Be, I think it'll be more than, I'll, I'll give him more than expected. I'll give him 50%. Yeah. And, but I think that's enough. I think that's enough. And he'll open things up for Patrick Queen. And he's, his addition to this defense is going to be great for weeks to come. Uh, I just I, – I, I don't know what I can trust out of the Saints. I'm on the under anyway because I do think that the Saints defense, which was atrocious, they just shut out the Raiders. And we know that it's never exactly a fun environment to play a road game in Louisiana, especially against the Saints. The crowd will be into it. I think you'll end up seeing a really awful game by Andy Dalton. <laughs> I, I feel like Dalton's not going to play well at all, but the defense was good. Kamara had was very good last week. I think they'll try to focus him or, or, or I'd say hone in on him in the ground game and even the receiving game. I just think 48 is too high because the Ravens want to run, which eats up clock and Gus Edwards is hurt again. So we'll see what his story is, but the Saints just gave up no points to the Raiders. Their defense is in pretty decent form. Maybe Lattimore comes back. I'm not sure either team even gets to 27 in this game. Like, I could really see a 2017 game, 24-20 game. I'm on the under. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I can't. And it's Monday night. Like, just give me an under. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get into our lock and team total for this episode... I talk to you about us, SGP, because we have a contest for you where you can win a autograph, Lawrence Taylor, or an autograph Brian Dawkins jersey. Completely free to enter. All you have to do is subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gaming podcast. Comment on a video. Each new video you comment on is another entry into the contest. Turn on your notifications so you don't miss us contacting you when we pull the winner. And now. My lock for this slate. Let's go with what is something that I liked early. Uh oh, well, I guess I was a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Nah. Let's go back to Sunday night. Give me the under in the KC and Tennessee Titans game. Like, I just don't trust that Tennessee Titans offense. And I think KC kind of plays down to them a little bit. I don't think that they, you know, Sunday night, I don't think that they're trying to absolutely throw out a whole bunch of points. And I sneakily feel like Tennessee probably covers this game by holding KC to some points. I don't think it's because Tennessee could score a bunch. Give me an under 46 and a half for my team total. 
I will go back to the well and do it again. Give me an over on the commanders at home with Taylor Heineke as a home dog. That is team total six. What was it? 19 and a half, 19 and a half. Taylor Heineke could put up three touchdowns on this Minnesota Vikings defense. The Vikings defense isn't really all that is cracked up to be. This is going to be the commanders trying to, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to go out there, try to put up some points, try to show off coming back into Washington. And they're going to be like, nah, not so fast. This is, you know, we running things now. Give me to watch the commanders over 19 and a half. That's my team total. Okay. I can get behind that. All right. What are you doing? So for my full game total, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go with a team total or if I wanted to go with a regular total for this game. I wanted something on it. You know what? I'm just going to go with the full game total here. I'm going to go with the Dolphins and Bears over 44 and a half. I just think at the end of the day, the Bears offense has actually been competent the last couple weeks, but they traded away some of their best defensive players. It wasn't a great defensive unit anyway, but you lose Robert Quinn, who's one of your best pass rushers, and then you immediately compound it by trading not just your best overall defensive player, but basically your defensive captain. I think the Bears defense is going to be awful here, which is why I thought about taking Miami team total over, but it was a 24 and a half. I would have loved it if it was a 23 and a half, but I'm going to go with the over because the Bears offense has been decent. Miami's offense has been good with Tua behind center, at least give me the over. I'm expect, excuse me. I'm expecting some big plays throughout this game. All right. Other than that, what anything else to repeat before we get up out of here? Uh, well, for my team total, I got to figure out what the hell I want to do. Um, what do I like more? The Jets team total under 16 and a half or the Colts team total under 16 and a half? You know what? I ended up back in New England's defense this past week. Had the Jets team total under that got there. I'm going to fade the Colts. Give me New England's uh, defense to play a good game. I'll take the Colts team total under 16 and a half. It's Ellinger, another young quarterback who's about to get demolished by Belichick. It's in Foxborough. The wind is going to be pretty noticeable at around 12 miles per hour. The Colts scored 16 in a dome against Washington. I mean, yeah. this, this offense is awful. They can't run the ball. Ellinger, I'm not sure if he can throw, but I will go with the Colts team total under. They held the Jets to 17 because of a garbage time touchdown drive there with like two minutes to go. I think this Colts offense is bad. So give me the Colts team total under 16 and a half. And I can find that right now at minus 110. All right, let's do it. I mean, everybody, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know what to tell you. This is the place where you need to go to get all the information. We're, we're having a pretty good season. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. We're having a good yeah. season. And I mean, backing unders is always a way to, you know, make I made two grand season. in a player prop parlay over the weekend. Yeah, like, come on. Why are you not doing Why are you not? If you're not subscribed to us, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tap in to everybody in the network, all of us. This is the degenerate network for all the DGens. We're here for you. We're here for the people. He's at Rideshow Radio. I'm at Really Real underscore underscore. And with that, I mean, I really don't have anything else to say. No idea what to do. Still haven't found out a cool little catchphrase or anything. So, just going to end the podcast like this. We're out of here.